are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. He'll be here with you all on this Thursday, and uh, you all catch your breath with, one, all of the news that happened in the NBA yesterday, but most importantly, the Pelicans parting ways with Stan Van Gundy. I have an emergency podcast up that's light on details because I didn't have it at the time just knew it was going to happen and wanted to get you guys a podcast literally seconds after Woj tweeted it out we dropped a 20 minute episode so we're going to get into some more specifics and details on the Stan Van Gundy parting of ways and is that really the right phrase to describe it we'll break down what David Griffin said at his press conference and really what what's next and what's this mean going forward for New Orleans so we'll break it all down in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans then on tomorrow's show we're going to take a look at six head coaching candidates that could replace David Griffin two per segment so if you want to know who some of the front runners are maybe some out of the box names maybe they don't want to go that direction be sure to listen to that so subscribe to Locked on Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts This episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. So again, the biggest news of the day for Pelicans, obviously, Stan Van Gundy out after just eight months as the Pelicans head coach. So it got broken in a different way than I thought they were going to do it. I thought there was actually going to be more PR spin on this and they might attribute it to medical issues or something like that for Stan Van Gundy to try and just kind of paint everyone in a good light. But I think as you start to look at this and all the stuff coming out, this was more of a firing than the team agreeing to mutually part ways. In the Pelicans official press release too, it should be noted, there's a quote from David Griffin, but there is no quote from Stan Van Gundy. David Griffin's quote is, on behalf of Mrs. Gail Benson and the Pelicans organization, I would like to thank Stan for the integrity and professionalism that he demonstrated during his time in New Orleans, as well as the commitment and work ethic he brought to our team. This was a difficult decision as I have tremendous respect for Stan both personally and professionally, but we agreed it's in the best interest of our team to move forward in a different direction. We wish Stan, Kim, and their family all the best in the future, end quote. It doesn't really sound all that mutual, right? The fact that it's mutual probably means that Stan's agreeing to pay some of the money back, I think, to the team, but also who really cares about that? This was very much more of a firing than anything else. And look, David Griffin kind of tried to dodge that question in the media availability he had after the the announcement came out. At 3 o'clock yesterday, he spoke to the assembled media and gave a little bit of a statement before answering some questions and, and basically said this came down to philosophical differences. He didn't really expand on what those philosophical differences were, but you can kind of read between the lines. It's very clear that Stan's approach didn't vibe with the players on the team, Brandon Ingram in particular, and it didn't seem to really vibe with what the front office wanted either. There are reports that it was Stan Van Gundy who was playing Eric Bledsoe more so than David Griffin wanted him to do. And that's why you also heard reports that maybe David Griffin wasn't thrilled about the job that Stan Van Gundy was doing and you know I think you got a lot of that from the media availability that he had said at one point you heard David Griffin in this say you know it was that the fit wasn't there uh the quote is quote 
the fit didn't feel as good as it did initially. So as the season went on and seeing what Stan Van Gundy was doing with the team, they really started to lose some faith in him. Both the players kind of tuned him out and didn't really buy into it. And the front office saw what was going on and realized that maybe this just wasn't going to work. Clearly, the defense, while it improved later on in the season, was an absolute train wreck to start. So many open threes given up, right? That was a big part of the problem. That defensive philosophy just wasn't going to cut it in this modern NBA that we're seeing. You've got to defend the three-point line as much as you can. It's not exactly an easy thing to do. So, When you looked at it, you know, and as I've been saying for months, since the season ended, halfway through the season, right, I didn't think Stan Van Gundy did a really good job. I know a lot of others wanted to cut him a lot of slack and kind of throw this on the players, but he wasn't very great. And clearly his coaching style didn't mesh with these players. And that's a bad situation to try and be in. And that's why I look at this as more of a firing than not. I do think there is a lot in Stan Van Gundy saying, I just don't really want to do this anymore. And I don't want to be here and coach this sort of team that's young and maybe tunes in out to a certain degree and isn't as professional as he would have liked them to have been. But you need to adapt. And so maybe that's also Stan Van Gundy doing the shrug emoji and just being like, yeah, whatever, I'm out. I don't, I don't need to deal with this anymore. And that's where I do think there's some mutual parting of the ways here. But it is very clear also that the Pelicans are a little bit nervous about the future. And they didn't think that the way Stan Van Gundy was going to go about coaching and, and reaching this team was going to lead to winning. And that's ultimately what they're supposed to try and do here. And I do think that is a big part of the impetuous of why they wanted to make this move and move on from Stan Van Gundy. Looking back on it, it's it, it, it was the wrong hire. I've been saying this for a while, right? It's been the wrong hire. It didn't mean you needed to fire him. But if this was the wrong hire and you recognize it as the wrong hire, you know what? This is the good decision to rip the Band-Aid off and move on. You don't want to have any more dysfunction around this team, particularly with Zion Williamson entering such a pivotal year in, in, you know, in the direction that the franchise could go in and could be. You don't want to do anything that pisses Zion Williamson off, and you want this to only be a good situation for him to be in. And they determined that wasn't the case with Stan Van Gundy. And look, Zion had been calling him Coach Gundy. I'm not sure Zion really knew his last name is Van Gundy. That kind of says a lot about their relationship to a certain degree, I think. So this is one that they just had to end. Credit the Pelicans and and Gail Benson and David Griffin for realizing it. But they also put the franchise in this position in the first place. And this is definitely a black eye for David Griffin and how he's tried to go about building this team. And even had a comment that was so revealing, I thought, and so disappointing to hear in his end-of-season media availability. He's often said, and this is what we're going to end this segment on before getting into some of the other things here. Actually, no, let's save his quote for the next segment because I think it reveals a lot about the turmoil, yes, turmoil, that the Pelicans are in going into next season. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's time for the ultra moment of the week. And look, there's there's nothing else it was going to be than the game that Kevin Durant had the other day. And I talked about this in one of yesterday's show, the show where we talked about Zion making not making All-NBA before the emergency podcast, which was recorded a couple, you know, a little bit earlier than that um, and had ready to go. Um, but it was it's nothing other than what Kevin Durant did. 49 points, playing all 48 minutes, basically in a must-win situation for the Brooklyn Nets to go out and have that kind of performance with, which was a legacy-defining, epic masterpiece of a game, was really, really fun to watch. You love moments like that. I was 
I don't love Kevin Durant. I don't hate him, but in that moment, you have to kind of feel so happy for him. The enjoyment I'm getting out of watching just solid basketball and a guy go and master his craft, I think is awesome. It makes you happy. You're getting enjoyment watching all of that. That's really what Michelob Ultra is all about. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, enjoyment isn't the end game. It is the whole game. You can definitely enjoy a Michelob Ultra. So in his media availability yesterday, David Griffin illuminated some things. And look, that that press conference seemed to be about trying to dodge ways to slam Stan Van Gundy, even though this was essentially a firing of Stan Van Gundy more so than a mutual parting of ways. They just didn't think he was doing a good enough job. But a lot of this is a little bit of Stan Van Gundy being scapegoated, I think. Because look, the roster was a mess last season. I don't know if any head coach would have really been able to win with a roster like that. And that is due to David Griffin. He's the one that built that team. He traded for a guy like Eric Bledsoe for Steven Adams. And so a lot of these issues with the team are really, in my opinion, squarely at his feet. You know, they could hire whomever as the head coach. And it won't matter unless you dramatically overhaul the roster. If they run it back with the same roster and another head coach, you're going to run into a lot of the same issues. Lack of shooting, lack of defense. All of that is not on the coach. I mean, partially on the coach, right? But really, it's more about roster construction, and that's a David Griffin issue. And look, he's the one that also hired Stan Van Gundy, and when he said certain things of there, talking about how this, 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 let's call it what it is. It's a firing, right? This firing is more about the energy they wanted to bring into the building. Was, was Stan Van Gundy not bringing positive energy? Was he negative? Was he not being excitable with these guys? Like what was going on with these, those issues? You didn't get any clarification from David Griffin, probably because he doesn't want you to maybe see how bad it was and that he's the guy that made that bad hire and more of the pressure would be heaped upon him. And there should be heaps of pressure upon him right now. But one thing he did say really, really stuck out to me because since his initial press conference, he's talked about kind of a unifying vision. He said, let's just hire the people we want, get them on the bus, get the bus pointed in the right direction, and we'll kind of go from there. But he said something really indirectly to a certain degree, but David Griffin in this end of of season, in this Sam and Gundy is fired media availability said, they haven't done a good job of crystallizing their vision and their purpose for this team. This is the start of year three for you. Years one and two are supposed to be about finding that vision and making sure you're moving in the direction of that vision and knowing what that is. What is the purpose here of this organization and what you're trying to build? You say sustainable success, but what does that mean exactly? Was that the old-timey Thunder model of sustainable success where they traded James Harden because they were worried about paying him too much money in the luxury tax? Or is it about is it about making the playoffs every single year, getting bounced out in the first round? Is it about winning an NBA title? Or, you know, maybe, maybe if things break your way, you get lucky and you get a title window. What what is the vision? You know, the fact that it's the end of year two and you still don't have that figured out, that is massively concerning to me. And it kind of speaks to the roster that he developed, right? You know, was the vision playing a true kind of bulky center like Steven Adams next to Zion? Has it always been point Zion? What is the vision and why is this not there yet? And if you didn't have that, how could you really go ahead and make that coaching hire and feel that confident in it? So yes, while Stan Van Gundy might have been bad last season... This ultimately, I feel, is a top-down thing, right? The symptom and the issues here 
you know, the disease, right? Not the symptom, the disease, not, not, I don't want to call David Griffin a disease, but you get the, what I'm trying to say, it's a bad analogy. Um, I didn't let that one kind of get away from me, but you get what I'm trying to say. I think this comes from the top, the true heart of the person driving the organization forward. And that is David Griffin. And I don't think he's done a really good job recently. You know, he's done good. He drafted Zion. He made a good trade for Anthony Davis, right? He got a great return for Drew Holiday. He drafted Jax. He drafted Nikhil. Those both look really good right now. So it hasn't been a terrible tenure here, but he's used up all of the goodwill that he once had and any benefit of the doubt that he once had. And he had a lot of those. He had a lot of those. He won a title with Cleveland. I thought he did an excellent job building a title contending team around LeBron James. Even with LeBron James and the best player in the world on that roster, it's still not easy to win the title. There's a reason why LeBron doesn't have more titles than he does, right? That's a real big thing. He did that. You get a lot of credit in my book for that. You get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to all that. You build up a lot of goodwill in my book with that. But David Griffin has used all of that up. So you hear my tone, and it's shifted, right? Like I started last season differently than I ended this season in the way I spoke both about Stamming Gundy and more importantly, David Griffin. He's lost a lot of the goodwill here and trying to dance around the questions of, yeah, I made a mistake. This was a bad hire. I want to rectify that and fix it. Not that he should say that in a press conference, but you've, you've used up all of that goodwill. And now, despite what he says of there's no invisible clock, right, that they're not trying to kind of compete against a, a ticking clock or anything like that when it comes to Zion, they are. And it's BS if he thinks they're not because the clock is very visible to me and to many, many others, including from my talks with people who work in the organization themselves. So when you look about heat and all of this, you've got to nail this coaching hire, David Griffin. But more importantly, if you want that coach to succeed that you're going to hire, it's going to be on you to fix the roster. And they definitely, definitely need to do that. And that's where his job is going to be, uh, you know, his, his legacy here in New Orleans, maybe in the NBA, is going to be made or broken. Yeah, you got the title, but you don't want to be the guy that wasted Zion Williamson either. And... I don't know where which direction this team is going to go, but David Griffin, you've got to get this right and stop making some of the mistakes that you've been making recently. Otherwise, things could get a whole lot worse before they get better. So we'll get into what's next. How is this coaching search going to go down for the Pelicans here in the next segment of Locked on Pelicans? Is Zion going to be consulted? Is Brandon Ingram going to be brought in and help make this decision or not? David Griffin shed some insight into all of that. Who are real uh, potential head coaching candidates who aren't? All of that will have more coming up next on Locked on Pelicans. Before we get into that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by rockauto.com. You don't want to buy a new car right now, whether it's new or used. The market is out of control. You're paying above sticker price on a new car in most situations, and used car prices are just way, way too overvalued. You need to repair your car and keep it on the road and save money, so much money, by doing that. And you can save even more money by checking out rockauto.com for auto parts. They've been a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. It's really that simple. So go to rockauto.com today to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Anything you could want, even things as simple as motor oil, transmission fluid, coolant, you can get it cheaper at rockauto.com versus going to one of those chain stores. So whether it's your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate, and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Because best of all, prices at rockauto.com 
Rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Don't spend up to twice as much or more on your same parts. I ordered an AC condenser for a classic car that I have that I am working on. It was like $200 cheaper at rockauto.com than it was at one of those chain stores. Fits perfectly, was the easiest transaction and probably the best decision I made when it came to trying to restore this thing. So go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You want to get in on this coaching search for the Pelicans? I guarantee you BetOnline.ag has odds on it because they've got odds on nearly everything, including the WNBA, one of the only places that does that. Look, baseball season's in full swing. The playoffs in the NBA are in full swing. It's the best place to go if you want to make these games a little bit more interesting. Plus, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for basically anything. MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. So before the next game, head over to BetOnline or your, on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great news. Sign up bonuses, get some free money right there, and contest information, earn some more money with your sports knowledge. You don't want to sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the game and make these more interesting. So head to the website using your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. They're going to give you free money for signing up and gambling with money that you want to gamble with and bet with that you want to bet with. It's a great setup. You've already won a bet basically right there. So head over to betonline.ag. Use promo code locked on over at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, wrapping up today's show, Stan Van Gundy basically fired by the Pelicans. So we've gone into kind of what went into this decision, why it's not a good look for the team and you know, all of the other stuff. We'll have more on this too. I, I kind of thought of a point when I was doing a radio spot on WWL radio. You can hear me on there probably throughout the week as well as check me out on WWL TV as well and other places. Um, that I'll talk about maybe in tomorrow's show a little bit as we open it, but we're going to get really into the coaching search, and I want to give you guys some profiles and names to keep an eye on as we go through all of this. Um, so we know who some of the people that the Pelicans are going to be expected to hire and kind of revisit. So David Griffin gave us a little bit of a behind-the-scenes peek of what the coaching search is going to look like, and given that they went through this eight months ago, just eight months ago, he said they plan on revisiting some of those names, and the people that went far in that process are names that they're probably going to interview again and he said they'll probably add some other names into the mix too people that they couldn't interview or didn't interview for one reason or another so it does seem like they're going to cast a pretty wide net when it comes to this coaching search right off the bat though we heard Teresa Witherspoon's name. This was kind of thrown all around social media and all of that. But David Griffin really quickly kind of quashed that idea right off of the bat. This is one, a person who's a woman who would be the first female head coach in the league. I think that's a big thing. I think she's more than qualified to eventually be a head coach. But it sounds like David Griffin, and he said this was probably a little bit premature to have her be maybe a serious candidate. I'm sure she will get some consideration, but it doesn't sound like he's really leaning towards her as the next head coach. She's only been in the NBA for two or three years or so, though she does have experience as a head coach. She's a Hall of Fame player, clearly knows basketball. And Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson have raved about her. But at the same point, it doesn't sound like David Griffin really sees her in that role just yet. Though they did say she's going to be the head coach of the team in Summer League. So some head coaching experience there. Um, and I'm sure this also kind of applies to Fred Vinson too. We've heard about his name being linked with this job as well. You know, shot doctor here in New Orleans, we'll see though. Uh, two people 
that he talked about players on the roster, Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, are not really going to be consulted on when it comes to this decision. They were not consulted on if the team was going to fire Stan Van Gundy or not. And it sounds like he said it wouldn't be fair to them, but they're not going to be involved in the hiring process. I don't know if that means they're just kind of going to be in the dark like the rest of us might be during all of this, or if maybe they'll run some of the names by or have those guys speak to some of the candidates that they want to interview. But it doesn't sound like Zion or BI's input is going to matter significantly in the coaching search and in the process for the Pelicans. So as much as we all like to think, you know, keep Zion happy, let him pick his head coach probably not the best move to do and it doesn't sound like that will be the move that David Griffin is going to go with I'm sure they're keeping both of those guys significantly top of mind when they make the decision about some of these names and who they want to bring in but at the same point I think David Griffin is going to want to do what he thinks is best for the franchise so I don't know if they'll have no input in this but it doesn't sound like they're going to have significant input into this whatsoever uh, which means we're going to get a whole lot of links they've already been flying you know you'll hear the usual names we'll get into some of those names tomorrow there'll probably be some off the wall names too that's to be expected I think given kind of the way that the front office is structured but no matter what whoever they interview whoever they decide to bring in they've got to get this higher right. We'll get into more of that next week, but I'm going to be out of town tomorrow, so I'm pre-recording a podcast uh, for you guys. So if some news breaks in the meantime, won't be here on Friday, but I do want to have a show where we break down a lot of the head coaching candidates, some of the names, give you a primer on them. So that's coming tomorrow. So make sure you subscribe to Locked On Pelicans because, well, we're here five days a week breaking down everything you want to know about this team, giving you inside information on all of this. And breaking it all down from every angle because this is about as monumental of a decision as the Pelicans are ever going to have to make. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.